Welcome to episode 14 of the Hot Mess to Great Success podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Hot Mess to Great Success. A little bit of private inspiration to organize pieces of your personal and professional life. Now here's your host, Dr. Jennifer Gardella. Okay, hey everyone, this is Dr. Jenny Lynn coming to you from my studio here in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I have three amazing topics for you today. The idea of acting unconditionally, not taking shortcuts in your life, and actually discussing and getting to the topic of your fear of failure or is it a fear of success? That is a huge one. Let's get started. So I have gone through a program called Quantum Leap with the Possibility Coaches. They are located here in Buckingham, Pennsylvania. I'll include a link to their website in my show notes. And I went to them with this idea of feeling unappreciative. So you may have feelings in your life of being used. Now, as a side note and sort of a joke, nothing will make you feel more unappreciated at times than being a parent when your kids are younger and also when they are ungrateful teenagers. I can tell you that as my children age, they're now 18, 20, and 22, they are starting to come to the other side of really appreciating everything that I have done and still do for them. But for me, that idea of unappreciation or not feeling appreciated was showing up in other ways that were really eating me alive inside, and it wasn't really healthy for me. And one thing that John Satin of The Possibility Coaches helped me to realize is that I needed to start to act unconditionally in my life. I wasn't going to let, or I should not let, the way that other people receive my gifts of service as something that they, I was expecting anything back. Now, there's a whole lot of woohoo writing out there on the concept of acting with love, infusing love into everything that you do. And I am talking about that a little bit here, but also adding to that the idea of just doing it unconditionally. If you cook dinner for your family, do it unconditionally. Don't expect them to like it, do the dishes, say thank you. Sometimes they just don't. And while we all want to raise respectful teenagers, it's just not going to happen. So don't expect it. Don't walk around in the world expecting a parade, flowers, or even a thank you. For instance, I've sent cards to other people, birthday cards, and I don't get them back. And that's fine because I know who I am and I'm the friend that wants to send the birthday card. So I have an interesting story that relates to this very topic. And since I'm still talking about it, clearly I'm not over the story yet. And that's okay as well. I'm starting to flip that story to the other side of realizing that I am not changing for who I am. So I had a friend we had met several years ago in a networking group. We had become quite close. And when she, when we met, we were both just at the start of building our businesses. And she was devastated and really, really frustrated that she could not increase her ranking in Google. We spent hours on the phone together um, with me explaining and teaching. We spent lots of time in person. She always had a question for me. She was, at that time, incredibly grateful for all of the information and that I was helping her to understand and all of the tactics that she was then uh, infusing into her digital presence. It's what I do professionally, and I was more than happy to help a friend. She made these grandiose promises to me of reciprocating with her services um, being gratis to me, uh, and also she would give me credit to anybody that would listen. 
it was a phenomenal relationship because I knew that I was helping her and I felt like she was, well, sitting in gratitude for the help. And then her business got a little bigger. Once she understood the information, once she started to employ the tactics that I recommended, well, her rankings in Google soared. Her phone started to ring a lot. And I noticed something happened. She got a little bigger and she stopped being grateful. See, she used to work around, walk around the world telling everybody that I taught her everything about SEO, blogging, and social media. And then all of a sudden, she started to act like an expert in those areas to the point where she started a program teaching other people exactly what I do. Now, as a side note, if you're a business friend of mine, if you're a networking friend, if you're a good friend, you stay in your swim lane as far as business is concerned. While I don't believe there's any competition in the world, I will share that it drives me nuts when people think that they can just steal my business model or start to teach what I do. Now, with this particular friend, I was really hurt. She no longer gave me credit, wouldn't even write me a recommendation on LinkedIn or for my website. And I was sitting in a, why isn't she more unappreciative? Why isn't she more appreciative? Why is she so unappreciative? Why is she ignoring the work that I did with her? Well, you know what I realized? I realized that a friend, as a friend, I am unconditional. When I started to walk down this path of negativity in my head about the situation, I interpreted as, I, I actually started to say to myself, I'm never doing this again for a friend. And what I realized is that was going to change who I am as a person. And that became almost intolerable to me. So my point to you is this, when people are unappreciative, don't shut off who you are naturally. If you're someone like me who goes out of their way for their friends, don't turn it off. The trick is don't expect anything in return. Do it with unconditional love for your friend. For instance, another example in my life, in my professional life, is that when someone refers business to me, I am ridiculously grateful. I mean, over the top grateful. It means that someone that I know trusts me to handle a referral from one of their clients or someone that they have met or know well. And I go out of my way to find the perfect gift for them. I've taken pictures of dogs off of people's Facebook pages and had them etched in wine glasses. I have looked at someone's personal style with a stylist and picked out a perfect wrap. I have gone above and beyond to send thank you notes and these personalized gifts because I truly want my referral partners to know that I appreciate them. What I've noticed is that there are referral partners that I refer business out to who barely even take the time to say thank you to me. I find this to be astonishing. I wasn't raised in a world like that. But what I realize also is that I refer unconditionally. I have stopped expecting even a thank you over the phone. I mean, forget a gift or a thank you note. I have stopped expecting anything in return because I act unconditionally. It has been a complete game changer in my life. So if you are feeling unappreciated, I highly recommend you start to reframe. Be yourself and realize that acting unconditionally without any expectation can really guide you through life, staying true to your center. Whew. Okay, well, the next topic I want to talk about is no shortcuts, because there's something out there on the internet that is bugging the heck out of me. Now, you may see other 
people in your business, in your company, in your life that seem to have it all together. They might have the speaking gigs you want, the promotion you want. They might have blogs and social media and video and this huge digital presence that you want. And what I've realized out there on the internet is that there are what I'm going to call scam artists who claim that you can write literally five blogs in an hour or do all your social media posts in 30 minutes or less or get together all of your digital content in a day. I think that that is insane. There's no way that you can write four blog posts, produce four podcasts, do four videos for YouTube, do 30 days worth of social media posts, including all of the work that goes into Instagram in anything less than a couple of days working at it full time. Now, what I like to say is that there's no shortcuts in life. You need a clear plan. Yesterday, I took almost the entire day. I was working on some other tasks, but I took a significant chunk of time and wrote all of my social media posts for next month. This is that evergreen content that I love to post out there to really help individuals in my network get going with social media. So there's no book, program, or checklist that's going to magically do this for you by waving a fairy, magic fairy wand and get it done for you in an hour or less. So I have some recommendations. If you don't want to continue as you are, if you want a bigger presence, I highly recommend you having a plan. Um, book a call with me and I can kind of describe to you what I'm doing on a regular basis based on what kind of business you have. But just to give you some idea of what you could be doing, um, first of all, keep all of your content that you're creating, keep a list in one place. This to me was shocking with the amount of content that I was attempting to create. Um, it was almost too much. Like I wasn't even enjoying doing it. But when I made the list, I was able to say, okay, this is important or that is important. And then ticking off in micro tasks what I had to do. I'm going to talk about uh, in my blog this month a way that I've decided and discovered to do some blogging on my personal blog, My Steps in Time. It's a new approach that I've taken. It has cut my blogging time in half, and I think my content is actually getting bigger. I'll put a link to that blog in these show notes. Now, remember, when you have any plan, you have to leave some time just for the universe to get creative, as my good friend Kelly Schaefer says. And luck will meet you where the hard work is clearly in play. So you have to do the work. There are no shortcuts. The universe will step up and help you when you're actually taking those little micro steps. So again, there'll be more notes in the show notes on uh, hotmesstograatsuccess.com, my website for this podcast. And then I want you to think about just the short little things that you can do, those tiny little micro steps. And remember, don't buy into the shortcuts. You will be grossly disappointed. So the last concept for today is, do you have a fear of failure? And is it really a fear of success? So I can tell you that I don't have a lot of fear in life. I'm not really scared of all that much, but there is a piece of me where I'm a little bit scared of failing. I'm scared that no one's going to be listening to my podcast. No one's going to be, um, you know, become a new client in the future. And I recently attended a conference in Pittsburgh but with Stacey Rasky. Um, and I had done a five-day challenge that I know that I've talked about before. 
And what Stacey encourages you to do is to flip your fear of failure and realize that it actually might be a fear of success. Now, to many people like me, this sounds absolutely crazy. But when I allowed myself to dig into this concept of the fear of success, it really changed the entire way that I was looking at it. I actually think that when you have a fear of success, you realize that with success, there's going to become change. Now, I'm not someone that necessarily doesn't like change. Sometimes, though, my life, my systems, my people, my family, they don't like when I change. They don't like when I'm not available to them. My schedule is very dependent on being home for family dinner. Well, suppose I wasn't. That's a that's something that's very important to my husband and I. That would have to change. And I've realized that if I'm doing speaking gigs, I'm going to have to give that up. You know what? I'm ready to do it. But until I acknowledge those changes that would happen and what they are and how I could then accommodate them in different ways in my life, I was actually willing to say, hey, wait a minute, that change might not be too bad if I miss a few family dinners. Another fear of success for me was that my business will grow and could it grow out of control and would my life be able to handle it? And Stacy helped me with this one as well. She was is insistent about the what she calls SOPs, standard operating procedures in her business. If you have the procedures in your business on how you do things, then it becomes very easy to keep doing them on a bigger scale. Now, success for me will also look like a responsibility to maintain. For instance, once you're successful, you really do need a bigger staff in most businesses. And if my social media and blogging consultancy gets bigger, I would need to hire more. And I would then become responsible for the way that other families budget their finances, put food on the table for their kids. Again, it wasn't something that I'm scared of, but it was something that I wasn't acknowledging. And so I started to acknowledge that one as well. And the biggest one for me in fear, in a realizing that I had a fear of success, is that once I'm successful, bigger than I am right now, it means that I could have done it earlier. And that really kills me. I do have some things that have happened in my life. And I have gotten to the point where the choices that I've made have put my business in the current state that it's in. I am very well aware that if I had ignored my family, if I had not taken care of my children during the death of their father and all the follow-up that they needed, even to this day, if I just say to my kids, hey, I don't have time to talk or handle this or help you because I'm working on my business, that wouldn't be cool for me. But again, it goes back to the systems of my business, getting ahead and making time whether it's through my schedule or get delegating work for the things that are most important, which would be my family. I can look back on these last seven years and say, okay, I've moved, I've gotten remarried, my ex-husband passed away, my kids have needed me. Well, what if I had actually handled things differently? What if I had had the systems in place? This, ladies and gentlemen, is called forgiveness. I am someone who is a master of living without any regret at all. And so when I look at my fear of failure, I can say, okay, we're not going to look at the regret of the last seven years of the opportunities that we've lost. We're going to look at what we've built, what I have built for myself, and then use that as a springboard to move forward. So that, with that in mind, I want you to think about the people in your life, how they're going to need to adjust, how your business and life are going to need to adjust, and get over this fear of failure 
and instead look at it as a fear of success and then move forward from there. I'll put a link to Stacy and her program in the show notes as well. So you can take a look. Um, she's a really, really interesting person to hang out with. She's built an incredible business herself, and she's very honest about what she has had to overcome. Okay, so today we went over acting unconditionally, not taking shortcuts because there really aren't any, and then addressing our fear of failure, which actually may be a fear of success. I am honored that you have chosen to spend this time with me. Please check the show notes for details at my website, hotmesstogreatsuccess.com. My name is Dr. Jennifer Gardella, and until next time, I look forward to hearing of all of your future successes.